I got an ass so big like the sun. Hope you got a mouth full of dick. I want to run. Slap it in my face. Shove it down my throat. Where you blind? I can make this pussy smoke. I know how to fuck. I know how to ride. I can spin around and keep that dick still inside. Ah, what's up, bitch? What is going on, bitch? Listen, what is really motherfucking going on? Welcome to the Solomon Ray podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ray. We are back. We are motherfucking back. And I was really going to wait till next week to do the episode, but there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to really digest, divide, conquer. So I was like, you know what, bitch, let me put myself back up in the motherfucking closet because this is the best place for me to record this podcast. And let's get into it. But before we get into anything, I definitely want to give a shout out to Maria Martinez, Britt, Gab Nasty. I want to give a shout out to OVO Shannon, Lizanel, um, DCD, DCSD, Mac, um, Simply Ty, Cash Money for the nice reviews, the five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. There's 356 ratings as we speak, and it's we're only on episode seven. So that's really motherfucking iconic. She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. Um, so shout out to y'all. So where do I begin? So we're we're gonna talk about a couple things. I don't know if I'm gonna make this a two-part um podcast or not, but I'm definitely going to talk about my trip to Colombia. Um, I'm gonna talk about what are we gonna talk about. Oh. The Prince Harry, Meghan interview. We got to talk about um, coming to America. And a, and a quick little tidbit on Kim Kardashian West. Um, it's like every time I just really be trying to give her a bone. And it's just like, she just be fucking up. You know, it's like, I be rooting for you, Kim. I be really rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this? And a quick little update on the Free Britney movement. Um, so let's get into it. Okay, so first things first. Um, first things first. I pop a freak soda honeys, bunnies, playboy bunnies. Um, so I watched the Coming to America thing while I was on the plane. I downloaded it so I could watch it while I was on the plane and stuff. Um, it was cute. I know some people had like their reservations on it. I think you have to watch coming to america separately you can't watch it back you can't watch the first one and then watch this you know what i'm saying so what i did is i watched the new one and then the next day i watched the original or not the original but like the first one and it's vastly different there's like it's it's vastly different like that's a i felt like i feel like the first coming to america is like a movie movie you know what i'm saying this gave the new one gave me like variety show SNL skit vibes still enjoyable still still enjoyed it there was a couple laughing moments not many in my opinion not many but there were some laughing moments it was beautiful it was I think the best part about the movie was after 30 years seeing all the same characters come back and reprise their their roles that was my favorite thing also black don't crack bitch some like there's some people where you they tell people to come back in 30 years bitch you looking haggard you look like you got one foot into the motherfucking ground you know and giving crib keeper but 
everybody in this film still to this day looks beautiful. So clearly, they looked aged. Like, you know, they look like they lived 30 years, like, you know, extra. But they don't look like aged age, if that makes sense. So that was a really great thing. Um, What else? What else? My favorite parts of the movie? Hmm. Not many. But the only thing that really stuck out to me, like, was... Now, okay, spoiler alert. I'm going to give you a couple seconds if you don't want... If you haven't watched it, you you know, skip, skip, skip in like a, a minute. Skip in, in a minute. Okay, spoiler alert, done. Um... There, there's like a rape scene. Like, there's no way to like cut it. it. There's a fucking rape scene. And it's so like she drugs him or something like that. And then, you know, they have sex and then she has a baby. But he don't find out he got a baby till like 30 years later. You know what I'm saying? Bitch is giving rape. It's giving rape. So that was a little uncom- that was a little uncomfortable in the fact that like we're in 2021 and that was just like a, a thing to add into the movie and nobody thought also speaking of rape, Bridgerton, there is a rape scene. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what it is to where like they don't think guys can get raped. That's a whole we could talk about that another day, but like Men, that's considered rape, bitch. So, girl, um, that was a little weird and very off-putting. Um, what else did I really enjoy about the movie? I enjoyed the the um, variety and differentiations of hair texture that really, in my opinion, weren't that present in the first movie. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that there were more darker skin women and men in this this um, rendition of Coming to America as opposed to the first one. The first one still has a good variety. Don't get me wrong, but it, it it's more diverse. It's it's more you could you see more of the black spectrum in this rendition as opposed to the first one but all in all it's cute would I watch it again probably not but um you know surprisingly they did a good job I really had low expectations for this so it was it was it was cute aside from the rape (laughs) aside from that shit because that's fucking wild like what it's there's certain things about the movie that really don't make sense um but nonetheless, it was a cute little moment, you know, nice to see everybody come back. And, you know, it was, it is what it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. Okay, so a quick little free Britney movement um update. There is a possibility that 
Britney's father and Britney might have, have to testify in front of Congress. Um, more on that later, but that's kind of iconic, which kind of brings me back to the point that I made last week or the other episode was when that girl was like, girl, you know, it's always free Britney, but not free or in um, conservatorships. Bitch, this is literally what Britney fans are doing right now. We're putting the fucking pressure on people right now to really dive into conservatorships and take a second look. You know, and granted, the spotlight is on Britney, but ultimately, the result is going to be a possible um, a possible legislative change in terms of how they can put people in conservatorships and how to get people out. Because um, in the Free Britney documentary or the framing of Britney Spears got documentary on Hulu, um, her dad's attorney said she has never seen anyone get out of a conservatorship, which is incredibly scary. But anyways, more on that later. So Kim Kardashian ended up posting on her Instagram a few slides, and I'll read them. I'm not going to read all of them because Kim, no. So, But I'll, I'll read a little bit. Okay, so she says, So I finally watched the Britney Spears documentary this week, and it made me feel a lot of empathy for her. The way the media played a big role in her life, the way it did, it can be very traumatizing and it can really break even the strongest person. No matter how public someone's life may seem, no one deserves to be treated with such cruelty or judgment for entertainment. When I was pregnant with North, I was suffering from preeclampsia, which made me swell uncontrollably. I gained 60 pounds and delivered almost six weeks early, and I cried every single day over what was happening to my body, mainly from the pressures of being constantly compared to what society considered a healthy pregnant person should look like, as well as being compared to Shamu the Whale by the media. Looking at all of the photos of myself online and in magazines made me so insecure, and I had this fear of wondering if I would ever get my pre-baby body back. Like, okay, side note, like, not even wondering, like, oh... Am I going to deliver a healthy baby? It's like, am I going to get my body back? T, Kim, same. Anyways, I was shamed on a weekly basis with cover stories that made my insecurity so painful I couldn't leave the house for months after. It really broke me. Luckily, I was able to take these frustrations, embarrassing feelings, and channel into motivation to get to where I am today. But I say this to blah, 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 blah. I'm sharing this with blah, 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 blah. So anyways... All right, I get it. You know, I, I get where you're coming from, Kim. But I just, and I hope, I hope what I'm about to say doesn't age badly. But, hmm, how can I say this? Brittany has a talent, okay? And we, we have to get, we have to really just find a place to where we prioritize talent over people who are non-talented, you know what I'm saying? Listen, running a business successfully is not a talent, girl. You know, that's called access. That's also called privilege. You know, some and sometimes it's just fucking luck. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of hard work and shit. But there is this really weird misconception where people think, if I just work hard, I could get anything I want. It's most of the time, Yes. But there's also, like, 20% of the time, no. It, hard work doesn't always 
do it. It's access, it's privilege, it's a whole slew of other like non-tangible things that allow people to be successful. So I'm not, I'm, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, well, running a, a business and being a, a billionaire, that's a talent. I'm not giving y'all, that's not the talent we're talking about, bitch. That's, that's just because you wake up at eight, eight o'clock in the morning every day and, and log into your Zoom calls and actually do the work. That's not a talent, bitch. That's a task. Like sign up for task rabbit. That's a task, honey. That's not a talent. That's just your body waking up. You're going to wake up regardless, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Wake up at eight o'clock. What's the difference? That's not a fucking talent. Okay. And Brittany is an enigma. She has stage presence. She has actual talent. She may not be vocally talented, you know, even though I do like her voice and I do think it's unique. And I do think that in terms of pop music, she has the perfect voice um, for pop songs. But Brittany had a talent. Okay, let's just get that the fuck out the way. And this is not another like, let's slam on Kim because listen, I like Kim. She's cool, whatever. But Kim... You call the paparazzi on a daily to let bitches know, like, bitch, I'm going to the gas station. I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm Meet me in 30 minutes. That's your business. That's how you make your money. And then you flip it into a, t- a TV show, which narrates the paparazzi in public moments on television into episodes. Your life, that is your life. That is what you do. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a talent to back up. You know, you're not a, a singer, an actor. You have zero talent. Your talent is actually, there is none. So that's what you do. Britney has a talent. Britney never once called the paparazzi and said, I'm going to be over here, take my picture. Britney wanted to be left the fuck alone. Britney wanted to, and for Britney fans who know her, <laughs> know her, like, girl, let me text her real quick. But Britney fans who have gotten to know her through the lens of media and through what has been shared with us, we all know like Britney just wanted to go on stage, enjoy her time, make her music, be creative, put together her outfits and choreography and blah, blah, blah. And then once it's done, she wanted to go back home, be with her family and be a mother. She didn't want that type of attention. So it's a little weird when Kim inserts herself in this and she's like, well, you know, um, this, this is me too. No, it's not. It's different. You know what I'm saying? And, and there has to be some sort of, um, accountability and, and, and awareness of this is what I chose to do. You're not a musician who's like, I'm making music and my thing is to sell music and concert tickets and perform for the world. And that's what I give people. But if what you give people is yourself and you give people your paparazzi photos and you give people your life as a reality show and you give people all your you open up this whole realm and allow people into your personal life. You can't get too, too butthurt when it's like, oh, well, you know, they called me fat. You know, that that's that's part of the job, baby. Is it nice? No. In a few years, should we be more cognizant and aware of saying shit like that? Of course. But you compare yourself, baby, to the Nicole Richies and the Paris Hiltons and, and those girls. You keep the talented icons, the music icons, out of it. Because what you are not is them. And we, I just, I'm such a big advocate for talent. 
I, I'm, I, and I will die on this motherfucking hill. I will always support and, and have someone's back when it comes to talent. Take your little cute little Instagram photos, be a cute little influencer, whatever the fuck else. If you don't have a talent, I'm going to always deem you in the box with no talent. All right. So let's know. Like, Kim, this ain't this ain't even about you, girl. Like, that's that's really what you've signed up for. And your situation has literally nothing to do with Britney. Leave her out of it. And it's so annoying because Kim, Kim is such a big groupie. And she loves to be like, and, and anytime she's been close to like Britney and stuff like that, she'd be like, oh my God, Britney. Like she would be so excited to take a photo with Britney. Mind you, Britney's so unaware of her own celebrity and her own like magnitude of iconicness that she's like oh hi yeah i would love to meet you i don't know it's it's just kim is famous and she is a celebrity of course but britney's contributions to music you know these musicians contributions to music and culture is something completely different than what kim's contributions are and we just have, as a society, we really got to find a way to either get back to that or compartmentalize those types of people. You know what I'm saying? Don't put Britney in the same category as Kim Kardashian. Cool. Kudos to Kim. We love Kim. Cool. But don't let's keep the icons and the musicians and the talented people out of that realm. They're not the same girls. All right. Don't put Mariah in there. Don't put don't put. Luther Vandross and Janet Jackson and Michael Jackson in the same realm as Kim Kardashian. Let's let's keep those things incredibly separate. All right, moving on. All right, so Colombia. So my cousin turned 40 and we ended up going to Colombia. We went to Cartagena, which is kind of, I guess if you were to consider like what would it be similar to in the United States? Um, maybe like a Miami version of Columbia. It's more of like, I don't want to say a beachy city, but it's more of like, it's a port. It's a port. And so we went there. So I, I left and first I flew to New York. So, okay. Funny story. Well, maybe it's not that funny. So I've been needing a little retouch of Botox for the longest and well, not the longest. It's been like two weeks. So, but that's kind of long for me because I don't want my face to melt, bitch. So I'm, I'm like, damn. I the the best person to go for Botox that I know lives in the Bronx, and that's you know I don't live in New York anymore. And I've been going to this man for five years, and he's been taking care of my mug. So it dawned on me. I was like, fuckity fuck. I have a long ass delay um a layover in New York. So, I flew to New York, got a hotel, met up with my my good 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 Judy Ashley and went up to the Bronx and, you know, got shot up and so I could be effervescent and chic in Colombia. So that was fun. It was good to see Ashley. It was good to critter around with her. Um 
that's kind of probably the only thing I really miss about New York, no shade. There's virtually nothing I miss about New York at all. The only thing I do desperately miss is my friends. And at this point, (laughs) I only have one left (laughs) in New York. (laughs) But um, I, I do miss going and hanging out with her and stuff like that. So then I flew into Columbia. I got there earlier before the rest of the people. They all arrived on Thursday. So I stayed at the Sofitel Hotel. They're very accommodating. They gave me a suite. They upgraded me to an even better suite with two floors, like a two-level suite. Um, And they're like, oh, you know, if you want like a service at the spa, let us know. And I said, oh, yeah, tea, bitch. Like, give me one. Give me a massage, bitch. And all my food was comped, too. They comped all my food, all my drinks, everything. I was like, damn, bitch. I was like, shit, bitch, let me... (laughs) I may not go to hang out with my cousin at the house. I might stay here at the Sofitel. No, but um, my cousin ended up getting a house, and it was like 11 rooms, and each room had their own bath and a balcony. It was cute. It was very cunt. So we go. It was nice to see old old familiar faces her friends um another family member of ours and new people so i had a really good time in colombia probably one of the best moments was on saturday we took a tour to palenque which is an african village in colombia it's the only preserved intact african village that they have and it was one of the best experiences so because cartagena is a port in Colombia, a lot of the slave trade went there. You know, like, slaves landed all over the damn place. In Brazil, in Colombia, in Santo Domingo, I mean, Santo Domingo, in DR, in Cuba. And some of them landed in the U.S. And T, a lot of them also landed in Mexico, too. So when the slaves came to Colombia um, through Cartagena, through that port, a lot of them escaped and ended up creating like their own little village, you know, Palenque. And what they would do is they would go back to Cartagena and, you know, get the slaves and bring them back and help them escape. Very much tea, like very much like on brand with Harriet Tubman, but like the Colombian version, you know. And so the guys would tattoo themselves on their body or burn scars on their body to create maps for the slaves in Cartagena to find their way back to, or find their way to Palenque. And eventually the white slaveholders, the Spanish slaveholders ended up getting word. That's what the fuck was going on. So they kind of ended that. But then the women started braiding their hair and putting like maps and stuff throughout their braids to help people still escape through, um, from Cartagena to Palenque. And what's wild is when I was reading about this, um, the really fucked up thing is the the Royal Spanish Crown. I think it was in 1609. Now, don't give me don't. I don't know if it was 1609. I think it was, though. Um, They got tired of the Africans in Colombia stealing their slaves and bringing them to Palenque. And so they made a deal that they would give all the the Africans in Palenque freedom if and only if they stopped stealing the slaves from Cartagena, which they agreed to. But, bitch, they were still, you know, helping them escape and shit. 
So I think that was a, one of the best parts of my trip. You know, we went there, we tried um, their food, their candies, we played drums, we danced, um, we toured their village. It was great. And it was also a, a very, I don't want to say humbling experience, but it was, it was just like an, a, I would say like an appreciative moment. Um, and it was also kind of interesting to see or what can I, what, how can I put this? I'm always curious to see the countries that were colonized by Spain and where they are now versus the colonies that were colonized by England and where they are now. I'll put it like that. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see. So needless to say, we had a great time, good food. What else did we do? What else did we do? Bitch, we took a cute little boat trip and docked in three different areas throughout the ocean. It was cute to dock out, jump into the water and, you know, it was in swim and drink and party. That was fun. Um, my cousin ended up renting the the boat for damn near, I think like damn near 10 hours or some shit. Which, which is cunt because it's no shade, but like some people, you know, rent yachts and stuff like that, but they only rent them for like two, three hours, you know, which is fine because sometimes you don't need to be out in the water all damn day. But, you know, for stuff like this, it's cunt to have like a whole big ass group of people and have, you know, meals prepared for you. And it's, it's, it's a moment, but some people only rent the things for like a few hours. And I know this because I was going to rent a yacht for my dad's birthday. And I think the max was like four or six hours or something like that. And it was hella expensive. So bitch, we was out there from 945 in the morning, I think up until damn near eight o'clock. So we was out there for, we was out there, bitch, bitch. I'm burnt as fuck. All right. I done burnt my whole body off. All the first layers of my skin is gone, honey. It's gone. It's crispy. Okay. I am flaky. There's flakes everywhere, all over. It's just flakes, bitch. It's giving head and shoulders, but the skin version. Um, Because my dumb ass didn't put no fucking sunscreen on. And it was cool because we went into one area, which was, I guess, called like Party Island or something like that. And that's where like it was the turn up island where like it was everybody was on a boat or whatever and turning the fuck up but we were like girl we ain't going over there girl it's 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 the covid island honey it's covid island but um people would like on their little canoes or whatever come up and be like what do you want you know for food or anything like that so we would order lobsters and like i ordered some oysters which were divine Udo's oysters were divine 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 and i was getting a few bottles of champagne sent back what else? What else? I think I ordered something else, but I can't remember. It was fun. I had a really good time on the boat. Then we had a dinner on that Monday. Um, so my cousin ended up getting some chefs to come over and prepare food for us. Um, she found a really great company that, you know, makes these really beautiful cakes. The cake was divine. The food was divine. Um... And then we also had like some dancers come over and and a, and a band too. It was fun. It was a really good moment. Um, you know, I was really happy for her. I was happy that we all were able to make it. 
And yeah. So I was supposed to leave on Tuesday and my my flight didn't leave till like nine o'clock that night. So then we ended up, you know, checking out of the the home or like the the home that was rented and whatnot. And so I went with one of her friends to the Intercontinental because he was staying an extra night. And so we was on the beach. I was just, you know, shooting some shooting the shit and just waiting for you know, for me to head to the airport. And we was just on the beach, just kicking and stuff like that. And I was like, bitch, I'm going to critter tonight. Let's critter out. Let's be critters. And let's just, you know, I'm going to extend my trip, bitch. In under 30 minutes, a bitch extended her trip, changed her flight, got a room at the Intercontinental, got her COVID test too, because you got to do it within a 96 hour window to get on the flight. Did that. Once all that was done, I said, bitch, I'm going to go change. Let's go out and twirl. Now, bitch, I might keep that story to myself and take it to my grave. But let me tell you, it was a moment. It was a moment. It was really a motherfucking moment. Bitch, I still got the hoes hitting me up on my WhatsApp talking about when are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? The hoes is hitting me up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. But the the really weird thing is we were headed to the strip club and the the police pulls us over. And so they're demanding me and my friend $300 each to to stay in the car and keep driving. And I told I said, bitch, no, you're not getting $300 from me and $300 from him. No. You can kiss my ass. And they were like, no, you got to give us, you got to give us $300. You got to give us $300. I said, I'm letting you, in Spanish, I said, I'm letting you know right now, you could drop it down to one penny. You're not getting it. So then they were getting mad. They were like, no, you got to give us $300 to order to pass um, this area. I said, it's not going to happen, baby. It's not. Great idea. Wrong girl. And so everybody like, because we, you know, we had to hose. The hoes was like, get in a worry. They were like, bitch, we about to go to jail. I said, no, the fuck we ain't. No, bitch, I'm not giving you $300. You can literally suck my whole asshole. It's never going to fucking happen. Get the fuck out of my face. So then I, okay. So what I'm about to say is really not the best. And it is very much a douche move and very dick of me. And it, it's very much an asshole move to do. And I was definitely an asshole. Like, it's not my, my, my my shiniest brightest moment but i you know okay so i pulled out my my u.s passport and i I was talking to him in spanish and i said i'm letting you know right now i'm going to call the u.s embassy and let them take care of it and trust me that little 300 600 that you're demanding won't be worth it when you get in when they get involved and have you and your entire family in a shitty situation so what you want to do bitch the minute i said that they said go on Bye. Dipped. And that was that. See, now, there, okay, I was going to say very seldom do I have, like, anger issues. But I, the things that really set me off the most is when people try to run game on me. I don't like that shit. You can't run game on a player. Like, you can't run game on me. Half the time, I invented some of the games, scams and shit and everything else. So, I already know what's about to happen before you even think it's about to happen. And a lot of times people get go and they're tourists and, you know, the police think they're going to do whatever they want to do, which some, most of the time they do. 
All right. But now some people be like, oh, a little $20 here and there. But bitch, $300 each? Nah, bitch. You really got me fucked up. So the hoes were scared. My friend wasn't like like super scared or nothing like that. But he was like, no, Solomon, let's just give him like $100. I said, no. Oh, because then he's like, okay, no, not $300. let us drop it to $150. I said, I'm telling you right, right now, you're not going to get one red fucking cent from me. Period. You're not going to shake me down for money. It ain't, ain't shit going to happen. You're not going to get shit from me. Bitch, those police officers could have blown my head off right then in the street, bitch. And that would have been the end of me. But I was going to let you know you was about to get no $300 from me. And the sad thing about it, it wasn't like I don't have the $300. It's just the whole principle of the matter. I'm not giving you money, bitch. Are you dumb? So, girl, it didn't happen. So, But we went on to the script club. It was fun. It was so much fun, bitch. Oh, girl, it was a mess, honey. And so I, you know, woke, wake up the next morning, get on my flight back to um, San Diego. So I flew from Cartagena to Bogota, from Bogota to JFK, and from JFK to San Diego. Now, I al- always expect some bullshit flying to San Diego. It's always some bullshit. Flights change no matter wh- when you, where you're going. Let's say you're going from New York to Miami. It changed, meaning the people, the people change. You know, they looking a little different. You know, when you go to fucking San Diego, they looking a little different. It's mostly white people on the plane. When you go into like DR or wherever, it's it's more um, Dominicans on the plane. So it, it shifts. The people on the flights shift, right? All right, so boom. So I'm going from JFK to San Diego. So I already know, bitch. I already know it's going to be a bunch of white people on this plane. And they be cutting up with COVID. They be cutting up. They be cutting up, bitch. So I was like, you know what? All right, cool. So they board the plane and I'm um in the first class cabin. So we got our own little pods, right? With beds and shit. So the first person on is a white girl. And so I'm looking at her. I'm like, okay. She, mm, she's not really giving me like, she got her own little like belly bag or whatever and it's leather and like i'm just kind of sizing her up of what she looked like i said all right so she's going from jfk to san diego she may not be the rowdy white like uh, one of those rowdy white people she probably is like you know you know dope or you know down with the shits i was like no it's not gonna be her it's not gonna be her then i see two um white guys come in and they're wearing all lululemon I said, oh, shit, it's going to be them. It's going to be them. But I was like, then I started to realize, like, no, they're gay. I was like, so it may or may not be them, but there's a high possibility that it could be them who going to cut up on a the plane. Then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I see another um, a white guy come in, and he's wearing all black with a black hat. I said, no, he's kind of chic. You know, he had a leather jacket on. It's not going to be him. So I was like, all right, we got a whole first full, um, full first class cabin with white people. I think this going to San Diego, this might be good. And I try to give benefit of the doubt, like we're leaving New York. All right. It wasn't like I was leaving like Texas going to San Diego or Florida going to San Diego with white people. It was New York going to San Diego with white people. So I was like, okay, it ain't going to get two term. Maybe we out the clear. Then all of a sudden some man with dungarees and looking raggedy and just 50, probably in his mid fifties, maybe early sixties came through. And I said, yep. Oh, Lord, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. It's going to be him. It's going to be him, bitch. I already knew it. 
So, but it was an early morning flight. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. So I reclined the bed. I pulled out my little comforter and be, uh, pillow and put my ear ear things in, eye mask, and I go to sleep. Cause I'm like, girl, I'm just gonna just go to sleep. I was kind of tired too. So then I wake up maybe 30 minutes before we're about to land. No, not 30 minutes, maybe like an hour before we're about to land. And all of a sudden I'm looking around my 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 pod because there's two pods on each side of the aisle. So two pods on on the left, two pods on the right. And because of COVID, you get it socially distanced. So the pod next to you is empty. So if you're flying first class and whatnot, it's kind of cunt because you got a lot of room. Not only do you got your own pod, bitch, you got the pod next to you. So it's just, it's cunt. But I look over to the pod next to me, bitch, because I'm in the window. All this trash, just garbage, fucking sun chips and, and fucking um, fruit roll-up shit and just fucking bottles of fucking water, just trash the fuck everywhere. And I said, I know it's this white man. I know it is. I looked over and his, he got trash everywhere. I don't know what the fuck this motherfucker was eating. I said, bitch, where did all this shit come out from? You got a fucking clown bag? Where's all this fucking shit coming out of? Where are these snacks coming from? Where are they? Girl, he didn't have no mask on either. I'm like, what the fuck? But then, so when I wake up in the morning, I need a solid 48.5 minutes to kind of, you know, calibrate my brain, get get the serotonin levels up or whatever the fuck chemicals we got in our head that make us not want to punch somebody in their throat. You know, whatever that is, It I got I need some moments. Right. So I'm sitting there like Mm-mm, Solomon, don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-mm, don't do don't don't get turned. This ain't the time to get turned, baby. Like, don't fucking do it. So. I'm a hothead, and there's moments where I really flip the fucking lid. But one time, the only time I don't be flipping the fucking lid is on a plane, bitch, or in an airport. Because, bitch, your ass will get on the do not fly list. So this ain't the time to get too turned. So I said, nope, uh-uh, no. Got up, went to the, 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 the flight attendant, this cute little Latina girl. And all I said to her was, please get him before I do. And sat back down. She knew exactly what the fuck I was talking about. I said, please get him before I do. And sat down. She said, oh, shit. <laughs> she gets up, does know exactly what I was talking about. She said, sir, is this your trash? He said, yeah, it is. She said, why is it over near him? He was like, well, because no one's sitting next to him. I said, oh, get him, girl, Get tell him. Because if I start talking to him, it ain't going to be nice. So she made him pick up the, the the shit. I mean, all the the trash or whatever. Gave, hold on. This is the this is the gag. Handed him a trash bag and said, "Pick it up," and walked off. <sighs> handed him the fucking trash bag. Handed him the fucking trash bag. Said, "Pick it up," and walked off. Hysterical. So he was missing some things. So I scooted it with my foot and tossed it to him. I said, "That too. Pick that up. Pick you." You pick that up too. And that too. Being rude, bitch. Just fucking rude as fuck on a plane, right? Just acting out of my ass. And so he was like, Well, nobody was sitting next to you. I said, I don't give a fuck if fucking Casper the ghost is sitting next to me. Don't put your fucking trash near me. 
You got a pod next to you. You got an extra seat next to you. You keep your trash over there. You collect your trash over there. Those are things you enjoy in life. You know, I'm, I'm not a girl who enjoys trash. I don't want trash near me. I don't want dog feces near me. I don't want piss, shit, none of that stuff. If you have dogs and all that, keep all that shit away from me. I don't want trash. I live a very clean, pristine life. That's how I like to live. You bitches want to live in fucking the slums and in squalor all damn day? Cool. That's none of my motherfucking business. Keep it away from me. So I said, no, no, no. All the trash, keep that over on you, baby. I don't want that. But he also didn't have no, no mask on. So she kept coming over, over. And I said, get him, girl. Get him because... He was like, you know, he would put it up, and then the minute she would, he would, she would leave, he would drop the mask down. She said, it is federal law. You got to keep and wear that entire mask over your motherfucking face the whole time. And he wouldn't. So I was like, oh, God, why, Jesus, why? So I get off the plane. I'm before him. Bitch, we get to the gate. There's about six officers at the gate. I said, oh, shit. First, I was thinking, like, oh, shit, they done got me, bitch. Like, they probably think I got cocaine. Like, what's going on? Like, uh, you know, but, bitch, I, I fucking lost it. We, I got open to that gate. I said, boop, six officers. I said, sure enough, got that ass. And, bitch, they surely got his ass or something happened because down in baggage claim, we never saw the motherfucker. He never showed up. He never showed up. So, bitch, I just don't understand what the fucking issue is with wearing a mask. It's not that fucking hard. It's not, you would make it seem like, bitch, we was asking you to do fucking quantum physics or land a fucking space shuttle at fucking Mars. Bitch, we're asking you to put a fucking cloth or some shit in front of your motherfucking snout. You know, like, Bitch, we're not asking you to be Dominique Dawes and do fucking somersaults and shit. Like, we're not asking you to run uh, a 100-meter dash or shit like that or exercise or eat right or fucking whatever. It's a mask. I don't know what the fuck is so hard with Americans with wearing the goddamn... It's not that deep, baby. When I went to Mexico, everybody was wearing a motherfucking mask. There was Everything was socially distanced. They was playing those motherfucking games. In Colombia, same shit. Everybody was wearing a mask. Every fucking person wore one. It was no no push, no shove, no like, we don't want to wear it. We ain't going to do. No, they were just like, cool, this is the fuck we got to do. Also, their numbers are lower than ours. Bitch, it's not that fucking, like, you would think, and they'd be really thinking like, oh, it's infringing on our, their rights and shit. Bitch, it's not. It's not. This one lady, I forgot who, I forgot what the fuck was said. And she said, it's infringing my rights or something. It's, it's something about I have the right to not wear or some shit like that. I said, ma'am, let's not talk about rights. You are a whole woman, okay? You go over to another country, and I think it's about 71 of these motherfuckers, and your rights are going to be stripped away just because you have a fucking uterus. So let's not talk about rights in the United States when it comes to you and wearing this motherfucking mask. Put it on, bitch. So that was that. Speaking of mask, I wore, um, duh, I wore mask all throughout Colombia, but it was hot as fuck. It was like 90 degrees. And I, you know, I, I bring a bunch of them with me because I don't like to re-wear masks too many times. 
without washing them. So I brought the silk ones and I gave them to everybody in the group and whatnot. And because it was so hot, the silk was the best one to wear, which made me super happy. And I love the fact that people enjoyed them because, you know, like when you make something, you're like, oh, I like it myself, but you don't know if other bitches going to like it. And it was the best one. It kept my face cool. It was breathable. I felt protected. Um, When I would wear the surgical ones or the cotton ones, it was just my face was steamy, bitch. It was like a fucking sweat shop in my fucking face. So it was nice to wear the ones that I created. Those are my favorite ones. Side note, sometime next week will be the new colors. Um, I don't have it up with me, but it's a, it's a lot of really cute colors. There's a purple, there's a, a, a fuchsia, there's a nice little green, a blue, and I think a red. So yeah, there's a bunch of like really cute colors coming this upcoming week. So please stay tuned for that. Also, please stay tuned because you know, those, those masks be selling out like instantly. So get oh and there's like a cute little um periwinkle color too i believe that's coming um so make sure you get the colors that you want i don't redo colors i don't bring them back once those colors are made i move on to the next ones um and i'll just it's all going to be limited edition colors from now on so be on the lookout for that um what else what else i think that is it all right so let's move on to listener letters All right, so now on to listener letters. Also, remember, if you have a question or just want my perspective or my response, please send in them into ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com and I may pick it and read it in a show. Also, if you want to keep yourself anonymous, just say so in the, the email and I will be able to keep it anonymous for you. All right, so this week, it's a long one. Um, so, and bitch, I ain't got my glasses anywhere. Oh, hell. I can't read, bitch. Nope. Ain't got my glasses. Oh, well. So let's just, (laughs) bitch, I'm gonna be reading this with my finger like a fucking remedial student. Okay. So here we go. Hi, Solomon. Um, thanks in advance. Wait, no. See, here we go. Already fucking up. (laughs) Hi, Solomon. I met my best friend about five, six years ago at a job we shared, and we have been true besties ever since. She's knows she's known me, and I know, wait, she knows me, and I know her, the good and the bad. But ever since my cousin started working with us, I am finding out that she lies a lot and constantly for no reason. My cousin has been at this job now with us for about a year, and she always said she didn't trust her and always would question and insinuate that she lies. My best friend is a supervisor, so she has a lot of communication with our bosses that we don't. To make a long story short, I myself have... Sorry, I'm not trying to laugh at you. I'm thinking about something myself. To make a long story short, I myself have caught her in at least one big lie, and my cousin has also. Has come to the point that I am always questioning everything she says to me, and not just about work things, but her personal life as well. I fear that she is a pathological liar because she lies about little insignificant things. You could ask the girl what she ate yesterday for lunch and she would lie. This is no exaggeration because she lies for no reason. I'm really starting to question her sanity, to be honest, and if she could be trying to manipulate me. I also lent her a big sum of money, which she has yet to pay back. 
she knows I'm the type of friend that if I have one piece of bread, I'll tear it in two and be hungry so my loved ones don't have to go without if I have it. Now I'm starting to wonder if she is just lying to get sympathy or use me for her own purposes. I did kind of confront her when I caught her in a lie at work, but she only confessed to half of it and she played it off like she didn't want to be caught slacking off. But girl, I'm supposed to be your best friend. If anyone keeps your secrets, shouldn't it be me? Not gonna lie, I can be a gossip sometimes, but I've never told anything she wants me to keep to myself and especially nor not to my cousin or co-workers. My boyfriend is very adamant that I should confront her, but to my experience with pathological liars, it doesn't do any good. What do you think? Sorry for lying and not keeping it short, <laughs> but hopefully everything makes sense and you understand my dilemma. Also, it just occurred to me that it may be you're expecting skincare, food, music questions, so hope this ain't out of left field. No, no, no. Side note, it's not. Like, I'm cool with all questions. Signed, mm, who am I going to sign this off? I'm going to have a smart water right here. Signed, smart water. Okay. Okay, so smart water. Um, so it does seem like your friend is a pathological liar. And from my experience, people who are pathological liars are different from people who lie. And people who lie are even like small lies, white lies, and whatnot. Um... It's with a purpose to actually be, to um, conceal something and to be harmful possibly, whereas pathological liars don't. They do, it's like a, it's like a psychiatric condition. Like they have to go like for help for. So you're actually true when, when, when you mention that um, because pathological liars tend to lie frequently and there's there's no rhyme or reason behind it. You know, they will always be like the victim or the hero in their lies. And it's kind of important to be supportive and to also don't engage them as well. So my experience is when I see this happening, you don't engage, you don't ask questions, you don't seem enthused and whatnot. So it kind of it kind of stops. But um, a lot of it has to do with low self-esteem. And a lot of it also has to do with anxiety, too. Um, sometimes it could be in part with drug use as well. But from my experience and what I've researched is a lot of it has to just do with like a um, low self-esteem and anxiety. But one thing that is very common with pathological liars is personality disorders. So sometimes they can have multiple personalities, which I know this sounds very alarming and very like scary because you're like, bitch. My best friend got a person like, you know, multiple personalities, but a lot of times it's true. Listen, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor, whatever. But just the research that I've looked into over the last few years, because I have I've had a few friends who are pathological liars and it made sense. Once I researched, it, I said, OK, this is this jails very well and very on brand with these people. So, um, it's, you know, I would also suggest gently suggesting help. Um, and I mean, honestly, I'd be like, bitch, these lies, you know, it's, it's not fun to be around someone who doesn't tell the truth. And it's, if it, if, for me, when it comes to relationships, I want to be able to trust you. And, um, if, 
I can't trust you and you're lying constantly. It's just not a good feeling. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's all I can really offer for you, but I will say the best thing to do is don't engage them and gently offer or, you know, suggest getting them help. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a deeper thing. It's not just like, they're not also remember, they're not there to like hurt you or harm you or and conceal something from you or be malicious or vindictive. They're not there. For, it's literally a fucking mental thing, you know, and a lot of it is really stemmed into a personality disorder. So, and, and, and then it's also kind of um, contingent also on having low self-esteem, you know? And I mean, it's, it sucks and it's sad, but also remember, it's not you. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. That's just who they are. And so it's up to you then to realize, am I going to accept this and move forward with this friendship? Or am I going to let this person know like, hey, bitch, um, this is this is what I read. This is what I found out. I suggest you get some help. But if it's something you don't want to deal with, bitch, let that person know and then move on. I had to because um, it was it was draining for me to be in a friendship with someone who is a pathological liar and it was just a constant like it just it was just like where are we what's going on it was a constant weird realm of um what's the word I'm looking for it was just reality was skewed you know and it just took a toll on me and our friendship but Good luck, girl. Please keep us posted. If you have any updates, please let me know at ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com. Now on to my final thoughts. So my final thoughts this week are about gratitude and being thankful. Um, which seems very goofy and like girl, girl, really. But I'm a big advocate of it expressing your gratitude towards others. Because a lot of things happen with that. Sometimes people just need to hear thank you um, and be acknowledged and stuff. Not saying kiss a bitch ass or nothing like that, but just thank you goes a very long way. And um, I'm a big advocate in with verbally saying thank you because when you say thank you and you're you're grateful for something you get more which i think is a hard concept for some people to really grasp but when you tell someone now i'm not saying do it just because you know an opportunity and it's like bitch i just want some more shit but when you're nice to people and you say thank you and you acknowledge what they are doing they're more receptive to be like well bitch next time bitch i'm gonna do more you know, because it feels good for people to say thank you. It feels good to hear it when someone's like, thank you. You're like, oh, bitch, you, you feel good. But also when it comes to like the universe, you have to be thankful for the things that you have right now. And when you tell the universe thank you or whatever entity or whatever you believe in, whether it's God, your ancestors, the universe and whatnot, say thank you because then it lets that entity know I can give this bitch more. She's thankful for the shit that I that I gave her right now. I'm going to give her some more shit. She can handle more shit. You know? So, for instance, let's say you're at a job 
and it's not the job you're trying to be at and you want to find another job, the best way to find the next job is to be thankful for the job you have now and tell the universe or whatever you believe in, thank you for this job. Thank you for this job because this job right now is providing me X, Y, and Z. Thank you for this job. And then the universe will be like, all right, bitch, well, she's she's clearly thankful for that. Let's Let's give this bitch something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be like, oh, bitch, I want... Bitch, I want this new job. Fuck this shit that I got, this shitty-ass job that I got right now. The universe is going to be like, oh, girl, I gave you that. You didn't... I, I thought you would like it, but... Damn, you kind of ungrateful shit, bitch. I don't... You ungrateful with the shit that I gave you now, bitch. I ain't giving you something more lit for you to just be a shitty um, person and not be thankful. Bitch, fuck you. Don't ask me for shit. Come back when you're appreciative. That's really what it be given. For real. So be thankful um but also take moments probably this weekend to point out things that you're really happy with or i think we get caught up in our heads with things that we're not good at and things that are going wrong and it's so important and so powerful to switch that and the minute a negative thought gets in your head, you'd be like, nah, bitch, we ain't going there. We ain't going there. We ain't going there. Switch it. Find some. The thing is, find something good. Find something to be thankful for, you know? And that, I mean, let's not, like, not take into account that, like, some things are just fucking shitty. And some things, you know, are just unfair. True. T. Very, very true. But take some time this weekend to just find things that you're thankful for and be like you know what i'm just thankful to have five minutes alone by myself while i'm driving down to get some gas i'm thankful for that you know i'm thankful for that um you know a bill got paid this week or this month and you know i had a hard time a few months ago paying this same exact bill i'm thankful that you know i that didn't happen this time you know what i'm saying and and also verbally say it out loud now, bitch, don't do it in front of people because they'll probably think that you're talking to yourself and probably think you're crazy. But, you know, if you get a couple moments by yourself, you know, verbally say out loud. That's what I do all the time. Every morning I wake up and I verbally say out loud all the shit that I'm thankful for. I don't touch my phone. I don't do shit. I just stay in bed and, and verbally say what I'm thankful for. Um, and that is incredibly powerful. And I would love for you guys to implement that in your life, in your daily life. Because um, it's very easy for us to fall down. Excuse me. It's very easy for us to fall into an, an area of of negativity. And it's even I fall into it a lot. That's why I try to stay off the internet and stop cursing motherfuckers out too many times. I'm like, bitch, let me stay off this fucking app, bitch, before. Because it's it's. The energy exchange is way more dense that way. So if I could offer any sort of um, tidbits or advice, I would say that just for this weekend, be very cognizant of the things that you have and the people who are around you and um, the life that you have, you know? And I, I also don't like the analogy of when people are like, well, there's somebody else who got it worse than you. There's people in Africa who ain't eating. Bitch, fuck them. That ain't got they ain't got shit to do with me. I'm not worried about them hoes. For real. 
You know, and I know that's really harsh, but like, I hate that fucking analogy of like, well, somebody else got it worse than you. Well, bitch, I ain't worried about nobody else, bitch. I'm worried about me. Why am I worried about somebody else? They ain't got shit to do with me. I can't live their life. You know what I'm saying? I gotta. I, if we could switch bodies and, and switch roles in life, cool. Then we could worry about it. But bitch, that's never been able to happen. So don't talk to me about them bitches. You know, like, I hate that analogy. But I will say, don't worry about other bitches. Just be worried about you and be like, you know what? I'm thankful for this today. It may not be the same tomorrow, but right now at this very moment, I'm thankful for this. And when you start, I promise you this, when you start pointing out all the things that you're thankful for, not only will the universe give you a lot more and bless you, but your perspective on life is a little bit different. You, you, it's, it's, it's not a quick change, but the more you do it, as months and months and years go on, your perspective is completely different. So I would say do that this week. And aside from that, I just wish you all a great weekend. And I guess I will see you guys next week. Have a good one. And we're out. Mm-hmm.